This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau, and you found the Leadership Lowdown. And right now, I'm so excited. We found Jennifer Keneshack. She is the Vice President of No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. So, Jennifer, I'm so excited that you and I could connect and get together. Thanks for joining us today. I am so excited to be here myself, Vic. It was a great opportunity to meet you a couple weeks ago, and the fact that we're bringing this to fruition is just phenomenal. Yeah, it was just so clear to me that you have a special purpose in life, and I thought, there's got to be a story, and well, I want to hear all about what's going on in your world, and so I want to pat myself on the back and see if I did it right. Keneshek is about 13 letters long, is that right? Am I saying it right? You are saying it perfect. Yeah, yeah, most people are getting really intimidated with that. I've got a long Versero name, which is 10 letters, but, you know, Keneshek is somebody I knew back in a former life, and we used to call him K-13. Do you ever get called that? I was just going to mention that. A lot of times people just say, hey, can we abbreviate that? Or, hey, you know, K-13, so yeah, that's perfect. Well, and you married into that, so you probably added a few vowels with your last name when you married into that, didn't you? <laughs> just a few. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's worthwhile because Scott is your husband. He's involved with you. Um, he's actually the director of No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. So um, he's involved, you're involved, and why don't we give kind of a brief overview of exactly what is that organization and what is it you guys do? Sure. So just to back up a little bit. We are parents, Scott and I have five children, and we have four daughters and one son. My son, Cooper, was born in 2004 and met all of his milestones, developed on track very appropriately until about 18 to 24 months. And then we started to notice something was different about Cooper. He spiraled into this regression where he lost all of his language. Mm. He no longer could imitate, and he seemed to be in his own world. And that kind of brought our family to our knees. We weren't expecting this. We had never heard of a regression like this. And so looking forward, we began to seek out opportunities for him. He was diagnosed with autism just shortly after his second birthday. And um, our world turned upside down. And we were looking for any ways that folks could help us. We were feeling like we were prisoners of our own home. Cooper struggled with transitions He didn't tolerate new people into our home. He didn't tolerate going outside of the home. He didn't understand the spoken language. He had very little receptive language and or expressive language. So when you're living with a child with that many struggles, your world is just automatically upside down. Oh, it's got to be. And, of course, one of the other things, too, is that this is your fifth child, right? So you've got four beautiful healthy baby girls ahead of him, right? Sure. Well, in that time, Cooper, he was the fourth child. So fourth child, God, okay. For Annie Hope on much later into the world. But yeah, we had this fourth baby and we thought, you know, we're on top of the world. We're going to start vacationing. <laughs> you know, we're going to do all of these things that in our mind that we had planned. And boy, when his autism diagnosis hit in 2007, our life took a much different path. Oh, it had to be devastating because you're just feeling, let's be normal, right? And so uh, whatever normal is, uh, families are always busy and everything else. Now all of a sudden you have this amazing diagnosis that's different and all of the things that are ahead of you are unknown, right? You just probably didn't feel equipped to handle some of this. I didn't. So I felt 
just very vulnerable at that time. And my husband was really, really struggling. And um, oftentimes when you have a child with a disability, the parents take on a different role of acceptance and grieving. Mine turned around pretty quickly, and I was in the what can we do mode and what resources can we seek out and what therapies can we help bring into our home so that our son can thrive and start meeting the milestones that he needed to be meeting. And my husband, unfortunately, was really stuck in that grieving process. And for quite a few months, we weren't on the same page. And that made everything that much harder. Um, And so he actually sought out our local priest and he said, I'm struggling with this. I'm looking for some direction. He said, Scott, I want you to stop asking yourself why. Why did this happen to your family? Why did this happen to your only son? But I want you to start thinking about what. I want you to start thinking about what you can do and what the Lord is asking of your family with this diagnosis. Wow. What a difference. That had to be a game changer right then, right? Well, it didn't sink in immediately, but shortly after, my husband was attending a conference in which a participant was given an award, and that was called a Champions for Children Award. And it was given to a woman by the name of Cindy Blair. She was the founder of No More Sidelines, and that was residing in Muskegon County. And just to give you a little history about Cindy, she had a child with a disability as well, and her name was Olivia. She lives daily with cerebral palsy, autism, and cognitive delays. And there were no systems to help Olivia make friends. And when Cindy got up and received that award, she said how sad it was for a little girl not to be invited to a sleepover to get a birthday card from a friend. And while several organizations exist that advocate for children with special needs, these organizations either narrowly define their participants or focus on medical research only, social service, and advocacy. There was no organization to No More Sidelines, which invites children and their families face many different types of developmental challenges. And so she decided to put together this nonprofit, which is called No More Sidelines. Wow. And, and it means exactly that. That's so cool. And, you know, with Cindy jumping in and doing those kind of things, changing the trajectory of so many different things, so many different lives. I can't wait to hear more about this. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. But thanks so much to Jennifer Keneshek. She's here today with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown, the Michigan Business Network. for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. This is Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I am just so grateful to have with us today Jennifer Keneshek or K13, whichever you want to go. But she's in the midst of sharing a great story with us about a young lady by the name of Cindy with a beautiful child by the name of Olivia. And she is all of a sudden confronted with some similar issues that you're familiar with and wants to make a difference. And boy, you caught my attention when you said a little girl that doesn't get invited to anybody's sleepover and kind of gets excluded along the way. So, but I'm sorry to interrupt you with that break, but come on, tell us more about what's going on with Cindy and the Olivia quest that they're on to make things better. 
Sure, I'd love to tell you a little bit more about Cindy and Olivia's story. So back in 2005, Cindy recruited just six other children with special needs in their families. And she proceeded to make plans to have some fun together. That's exactly what she wanted for her child, Olivia, to experience the same things that a typical six-year-old would experience. Mm -hmm. And a year later, those six children turned into nearly 60 children. And today, nearly 300 children and young adults have active social schedules because of this organization that Cindy brought. Oh, how cool. That is so cool. And is she doing it alone? Jennifer, is that how it all started? Was she just kind of snowballed organically? Absolutely. Yep. So her and her husband, they decided, you know, let's look into the world of nonprofits and what can we do? And uh, they landed on the term, uh, on the name No More Sidelines, because it means exactly it. Our kids don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. They're integrated into social and other community opportunities, just like those living without disabilities. Mm. Well, and so, and when she did that, she obviously had said going from six kids to 60, she must have known at that time she was on to something and said, wait a minute, I'm not the only one that feels this way is what she must have discovered. So in doing that, she kind of went off in this new direction. And so in taking on that, did she find herself overwhelmed? Did you uh, get a sense of that from her? You know, Cynthia is quite an inspiration. I never, ever get the feeling that she's overwhelmed. But doing this myself and bringing a nonprofit to Central Michigan, I know it feels overwhelming. (laughs) The very first day I looked at my husband and I said, this is great, we're going to do this, but how do we secure funds? What do we do, have a bake sale? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Up and running. Yeah, only so many chocolate chip cookies can get that going. Well, and so I know that you're the vice president of No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. So how many chapters of this organization are there? Yeah, so currently there are three chapters. Uh, There's the mother, Amber and Muskegon. There is our chapter. There's Lakeshore and Kent County. So we're growing. Yeah. Well, so some of the challenges with growing, tell me about your vision. So when you and Scott decided and got to make some efforts in this direction, did you meet Cindy along the way? Is that, or did somebody say, hey, you got to talk to this gal over here? How did Cindy come into your life? Yeah, so like I mentioned back in 2009, my husband had attended the conference, and so Cindy was given that Champions of Children Award to learn about you know, more sidelines. And so he's like, i got to make this happen. I think this is my what. Oh. Bringing you back to the discussion that sure. we had with our local priest. And he said, he came home to me and he said, I met this phenomenal woman. And I think this is what our, our what is. I think this is what we need to do with our own son's diagnosis. And we need to bring this to our community. And we scheduled a one-on-one with Cindy and she met us at a coffee shop and gave us some paperwork and said, you know what, I would love for you to branch off from us and um, gave us a few recommendations. And one simple fundraiser later, we were off and running. So. <laughs> One simple fundraiser. Tell me about that. You chose the word simple. What did that mean? Yeah, it wasn't really simple. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> we get our community on board. Yeah. There's people living in this area that have families like our own, those children and adults that are seeking for the sense of belonging. And so it was just a matter of getting our mission out there. And before you knew it, we hosted our very first golf owning fundraiser and raised nearly $9,000 to get us up and running and to carry us through the first couple years of this. 
Yeah, well, and that's kind of incredible. And so when you think about no more sidelines, are there any um, interesting choice of words here, any limitations on the children that you serve? So tell me what you're targeting there. Yeah, absolutely no limitations with our organization. All we ask is that the child has a diagnosed disability. It doesn't need to be a certain age. We mm -hmm. just hosted a dance, and I think that the oldest participant there was 74. <laughs> That's just wonderful. Is that the snowball dance up in St. John's? Yeah. Yeah. We got to talk about that because I think, honestly, that's such a great thing and such an amazing scenario. For me, being the old football player and high school dude, you know, that always freaked me out being around special needs children. And I can tell you one of my best friends in the world is about a 20-year-old young man right now, and he's just is the light of my life. And these people that have these uh, individual needs that are different than what most of society deals with, they are special people, and they can light up and make such special contributions to your world. And when Cindy kind of brought that all together for you, she did that for you, and you're doing that for us today, Jennifer. Thanks for joining us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Thanks for tuning in to the Leadership Lowdown, and you found it right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero, and today we're so grateful to have some time with Jennifer Keneshek. She's the Vice President of No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. And, you know, Jennifer, we were talking about some of the fun things that these kids might potentially miss. I just wonder about maybe at the very beginning, what are some of the things that you did that thought, well, we could do this, and that'd be fun? I mean, where did your mind go at the beginning? Yeah, our first year we hosted quarterly events just to get us up and running and kind of have a sense of what the community was needing. Some were sporting events, other were dances, just community outings, things to help really integrate families into the community. So once we initiated a few fundraisers that allowed us to provide monthly events, and we partnered with local school districts to have their students come forward and work with our families. For example, we hosted softball games with the Portland Raiders. We hosted a track and field day with the Central Michigan University track team. <laughs> yeah, very cool. We were invited to participate with the U of M women's basketball team for an afternoon. Oh, my. And some of our other favorite outings is uh, miniature golf with the DeWitt golf teams, lunch with Santa and Mrs. Claus. We have hosted homecoming dances with the Cuomo Westphalia Pirates, some soccer games with St. John's and cheer and football 
clinics with the Fowler football team. And the Sun Theater in Grand Ledge has been very, very good about hosting movie nights for our families. How fun is that? Look at all the variety of things you were doing. And so, you know, let me ask you a question just because it came to mind. Years ago, I was at a MSU Spartan football practice and Coach D'Antonio had the team there. But there was a young boy that was there in a wheelchair. And I just remember they brought him into the team gathering there on the field. And the students were just gave him such a champion reception. And so you mentioned a lot of different venues, whether it was college athletes or maybe high school athletes or other mainstream kids. Tell me, do you find that they rule out the red carpet for these children? Is that what your experience has been? They really do. And you know what? It really makes me feel like we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when we start an event, my husband often reaches out to either the typical students coming from the collegiate team or from the high school teams. And he says, I want you to envision yourself five years from now. And I want you to imagine yourself with a family because I can tell you as a father, I was not prepared to raise a child with a disability. Mm. And I think that really sinks into those that are partnering with our children and our adults that have special needs because it puts them in the spot to be vulnerable and to really think about what it means that they're doing, not only for the participants, but for the mothers and the fathers and the siblings and the caregivers for that person with a disability as well. So rolling out the red carpet, absolutely. Well, and the, the other thing, at least in my limited experience, is that some of these kids are just filled with such love and such an innocence, effervescence of wanting to talk to you, wanting to share with you, wanting just to be with you. It's such a blessing to have that type of an exchange with somebody like that. I don't know who's getting the bigger benefit, whether some of those student athletes are or whether it's the kids that you brought to see them. It's got to bring great smiles to you and Scott's face every time you do this, right? It really does. And just to share some statements from a few people that have participated with us, it just says, from a parent's point of view, my kids feel youthful. And it feels so good that people want to come forward and provide these opportunities. The students at the high school or the students at the collegiate level, it gives their child or their young adult an opportunity to feel like they're included. They live in a normal world, even if it's just for a short afternoon. Yeah, you bet. And of course, one of the things that you deal with is that each of these kids have various levels of capabilities and different things going on. Does that present problems to your challenges for you to try to get them into various events and activities you plan? You know, not at all. We like to refer to our outings as organized chaos. Ah, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And if families come and all their child or young adult wants to do is walk around and not be part of the event, that's okay because that's success in our mind. It gives Mm. the family an opportunity to get out of the home. It provides a safe and welcoming atmosphere where there's absolutely no judgments. And we just let the family know if there's a time when your child feels, you know, comfortable and wants to transition into whatever we're doing, if it's a soccer game or if it's a cheer clinic, something like that, just let us know. Otherwise, feel free to just wander around and feel comfortable and safe. Yeah, and I think your point is feel comfortable because that's really what part of this is. It's no judgment, no pretense. It's all about just getting together. And to your point, 
off the sidelines. Don't sit it out. Don't walk past it. Enjoy it. Participate in it and let it change your world because, man, I think there's so many good things that happen when we create greater understanding of special needs children or greater understanding of what the world holds. And some of those challenges are pretty robust for those of us that never had to deal with them. But sometimes uh, people make it look easy. And, you know, people like you and Scott have made it look easy and actually have done something about it. I love your story, and I love the fact you're spending time with us here today, Jennifer, right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown, and we found Jennifer Keneshek. She's the Vice President of No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. And of course, uh, Jennifer, as we're talking about some of these scenarios, I always believe, can fondly say, that no one does it alone. And what I mean by that is that so many of us have had people that have come along in our lives that have touched us in certain ways, that have lifted us, carried us, and delivered us. And I think when I consider that, the word mentorship comes to mind. And I wonder about your world. Have there been some important people along the way in your journey that have said, wow, this made a difference to me and these people really mattered when it mattered the most? Yes, absolutely. So to mention Cindy Blair again, I mean, she was a determined mother that really stood out in our world. And she really jumped through some hoops of fire to make things happen for her daughter. So she has been just a great mentor for us. And in addition to her other parent, when we host events, it's not only about having the opportunities for our children living with disability, it also offers an outlet for siblings to connect and parents to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really lean on each other. We talk about our hardships, but we also talk about our joys, right? Uh, so we're yeah. A person with a disability, it's not only about hardships, it's about those milestones that are hard to get, but the joy that comes along with them. So we talk about other opportunities in the community to really share those joys and looking for more opportunities to socialize with each other. When you said those milestones, sometimes those are hard-fought and uh, championship milestones, right? Because it might be something that you thought would never happen. And all of a sudden, it has happened. And what a moment to celebrate. And I think that's what you're sharing is that I'm not in this alone. I've got people that I can celebrate that milestone moment that I thought might never come. Isn't that right? It absolutely is. One of the things that we like to look by is that it's our turn, right? Uh-huh. Matter if you learn to stack blocks when you're three years old or if you learn to stack those blocks when you're 10. It's just that it's 
finally our turn to blossom. And whenever that happens, we're here to celebrate with each other. Oh, that is so good. You know, the lessons that we can learn from these wee ones, I think, is so powerful because all of us, whether we're dealing with any of those special events in our life or needs that we have, the thought that not all of us come along at the same time and not all of us you know, are all the same people that we are. I remember I had a friend of mine who who was about six foot one and um, weighs probably close to 200 pounds. And um, when he was a um, senior in high school, he was at least about eight inches shorter and probably weighed a little over 100 pounds. He had this huge growth spurt that happened after he went off to college and he got taller and bigger and thicker and everything else. But, you know, nobody recognizes him from his high school. But I think that's the whole point is that whatever it is we're talking about, that growth moment, whether it's emotional or spiritual or physical, whatever it is, when it happens, there's cause for celebration. So tell me, other mentors besides Cindy sounds pretty special, hard to top her, but there might be other ones too. Yeah, and looking back down our road, there has been multiple that have come to mind. Um, both Scott and I's parents have been just really, really great at supporting what we do. They have um, helped us with our fundraising efforts. There's been multiple people in our community that has reached out, you know, church organizations to the Knights of Columbus to just many, many parents that have come forward. Scott and I are both involved in the educational world as well. And so it's been nice to have our intermediate school district, our teachers, our students come forward and say, you know, we want to be part of this. So specific names, I don't have many to mention other than both of our parents, but just the teachers and the student organizations that have heard about us and contacted us and said, hey, we want to host something. Mm -hmm. So they've all been a mentor in a sort of way because they have provided a sort of normalcy for our children and adults with disabilities. It's been really cool to watch. I think that's so fun to hear you talk about that story. And you know, something else while you were talking, I came to mind is that, you know, I think about my teenage days and getting over my bad self, my gosh, the opportunity that you provide for teenagers to come alongside some of your special events that are going on and uh, give them an opportunity to get over their bad selves and to realize there's an entire world of service and opportunity to help others out there. That's got to be pretty gratifying for you to see young people, lives engaged and changed through all of this too. It absolutely is. After each of our events, you wouldn't believe the amount of kids that come up and shake our hands and say, you know, thank you. Yeah. Be part of this. And it's just an opportunity for us to keep pushing out into the community and making these impressions because it's only by spending time with somebody with a disability do we really learn how much more we are alike than we are just alike. Mm, wow. Finding some of those similarities rather than everything else. Man, that's really powerful. And I think when I start thinking about uh, some of the children that I've known in my days that are maybe have some challenges that they're dealing with, man, some of those uh, kids, uh, they just uh, tug at your heart because you just know that from day one, they've just overcome so much and there's so much to offer. And of course, you know, what you're sharing with us is that you got involved to make a difference. It was the hand that you didn't choose necessarily to be dealt, but boy, was it one that you masterfully played, you and Scott. And we're so glad that you are sharing your story right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're gonna take a break and come right back.
Looking for high-quality office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing for huge savings. We've got new and used office furniture from brand-name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Browse through 5,000 square feet and save on seating, desks, files, storage, and more. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The Office Furniture Outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. This is Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network, and I'm moving fast because I want to make sure we got plenty of time to talk to Jennifer Kinnishnack. She's the Vice President of No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. What a great organization. You know, the word inclusion comes to mind because you start thinking about making sure that there's lots of ways to include these children and make them part of our regular kind of daily activities. But you said something earlier about uh, inclusion. Tell me some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, so this is a topic that is near and dear to my husband and I, her and our family. So when Cooper was little, it was very difficult for him to be around peers, be invited to birthday parties, that sort of thing. And slowly but surely, as we kept pushing him out into the community, people became more comfortable with his disability and those opportunities for inclusion were more frequent. But I want to state that inclusion is not just an acceptance or a tolerance of a person with a disability, but true inclusion means meaningful inclusion. So not only do I want my son invited to a birthday party, I want opportunity for him to socialize and to feel comfortable, you know, playing alongside with other children or playing in the games, um, playing with the games, being able to, you know, have his face painted if he could tolerate it, things like that. So part of our organization provides the opportunity to engage with other people with special needs because that increases others' understanding and tolerance for the many differences in people stretches their ability to empathize and to make them feel more comfortable. And I think it just really, really livens up a sense in their heart to like, hey, I want to make this inclusion more than just acceptance or tolerance. I want it to be meaningful for me mm-hmm. and for the person with disability. Well, boy, I love what you did there because acceptance and tolerance, that doesn't feel like inclusion to me. When you say it that way, it just means that we're going to allow it. That's way different than embracing it, running to it, and just developing a way to passionately be involved with it. So I appreciate the fact that you define it that way because I think that's a pretty powerful scenario along the way. Well, you know, as I think about what you've done here with this process, you ran to this issue. I mean, a lot of people could do and have a lot of different reactions, but this has dominated your life in a lot of great ways. And instead of just rallying around and building a wall in an environment for Cooper, you were inclusive and built a wall surrounding and with all wide open gates inviting people to be a part of this whole process. That's got to feel pretty gratifying to you to run to that opportunity rather than curse it and keep asking the question why. It does. Like I mentioned, we were searching for that. What? What can we do to make this world better. I mean, we've been given this child with a disability and were we not prepared for it? We weren't prepared for it, but we wanted to create an opportunity where other families didn't have to experience that loneliness. We wanted some place where they could run, some place where they could network, some place where they just felt safe. We have family 
that has three sons with autism and networking with that parent it has just really really made me feel good because she never had a safe place to come yeah, yeah. Um, but she comes to no more sidelines events whether the children engage or not it is an outing it is a place where there are no judgments and it is a place where they can go for a couple hours receive a free meal and feel like they successfully accomplished something and that means the world to me mm, no doubt about it now you said events we had a chance to meet each other at one of the events. We've done this for a couple of years, and one of the uh, recent events was the snowball. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So another great person that I wanted to give a shout out to was Amy Beltran. Absolutely. She, <laughs> she and her congregation over at North Point Community Church in DeWitt have really stepped forward to make this a reality for our nonprofit organization. They have spearheaded a dance the last couple of years, and this most recent year it has been called a, a snowball. And participants of any age are welcome. They can bring one guest with them. We provide them dinner. They have the benefit of walking through a red carpet with their name introduced and a fun fact about themselves. Every guest is crowned king and queen of the night. <laughs> I'm just, I'm giggling with excitement because it was just, I was there and oh my gosh, the beautiful prom dresses, the bow ties and the handsome suits and all the other stuff. It was just such a blessing. I don't know who was blessed more, me or the people that were in attendance, but man, you want to talk about uh, wild chaos. After dinner, they headed to the dance floor, didn't they? They absolutely did. We had a special guest show up that night party, and he is always a hit of the show. He comes in, he has no reservations, he pushes participants with their wheelchairs, he dances with those that aren't able to stand up. He's just a really, really great addition to the night, and I also wanted to point out the fact that Becker's Bridal at Fowler, Michigan has sponsored free gowns for all of our participants over the last how many years, and at North Point Community Church, we host a free dress boutique day where registered guests of the dance are allowed to come and pick out a free gown to take home. So that's just an actual thing that has been provided an opportunity through Becker's Bridal, and we're very, very grateful for their partnership. Well, that's really cool. Special shout out to Becker's Bridal. Where's their town? Where do you go to the shop at? Yeah, their town is located in Fowler. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I thought they were up in Fowler. And people drive for miles around to go to Becker's Bridal. So, hey, if that happens to be what you need, they're a great organization to deal with because they're a great community-minded bunch up there. So we're glad for them. We're glad for you, Jennifer. And I'm just glad you're listening to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. Stop staring at your phone and plan some fun this winter at Treetops Resort. Dog sledding, tubing, sleigh riding, indoor golfing, ice skating, swimming, racing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, scavenger hunting, juggling, or relaxing in the spa. That's just some of the fun you can have. And there's skiing, and snowboarding, and sleeping, and eating, and drinking, and eating and drinking while cross-country skiing. I think you get the point. Get outside and have some fun or be boring. 888-TREETOPS or treetops.com. 
This is Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verstero, and today we have with us Jennifer Keneshek. She's the Vice President of No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. And I want to give a shout out to her husband, Scott, who's the director of that organization as well. And Scott and Jennifer have been making a difference for a number of years, all inspired by a little guy by the name of Cooper who uh, had some special need issues. And uh, by golly, they pick up the uh, charge and went off and did something really cool. They got involved to make a difference. And that's, I think, the big leadership story of this whole day, Jennifer, of our time together, is that uh, you can get a lot of different things that happen in your life, but how you react to them and what you do about it is all the difference. The one thing you've mentioned a couple different times is that, you know, you have different events you do, and of course, none of that is free. You get a lot of donations, I'm sure, but tell me about how some of the funds that you raise, how some of those funds are used. Yeah, that's a really great question. So the very first thing that we did when we started back in 2010 is we decided if we are going to provide sporting opportunities for those living with disabilities, then they need uniforms, right? We're going to have a team if the participant doesn't have a legit uniform. So what we did is went out and bought all uniforms and pennies for the folks to use when they come forward so they can pick out the color, they can pick out the number, and then at the end of each one of the sporting activities, we take it back and we take it home and wash it for the next time. But in addition to that, we always provide all of our events free of charge. So, for example, if we are hosting an afternoon of miniature golf, we pay for the luncheon for everybody to come. We pay for the games of miniature golf. We typically have a giveaway like a water or a T-shirt. May 1st this year, we are hosting a spring break day. A lot of our families have trouble traveling with their children and adults with disabilities just because transitions are hard sure. and the car is hard and they may not have the money to fly, things of that nature. So we make it a point every year to bring spring break to our families. Oh, so I love it. So you bring it to them. We do. So we are renting out the entire water park at Soaring Eagle Casino on May 1st and paying for families up to five to come and enjoy, you know, four hours just to be, just to be in the water and just not to worry about the financial strain of taking the family someplace. Another thing that we do is we host a luncheon with Santa and Mrs. Claus every December. We pay for Santa to give out $25 gift cards to Walmart for each participant. Oh, so if we're expecting like 80 people with disabilities, that's a big chunk of money. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, so we do things like that with our money, and we just want to make sure that when people come to these events, they don't have to worry about a thing. So we cover, we have a love nuts game we sponsor every summer, so we pay for uh, concessions for the family and for the tickets, things like that. So do you have a board of directors that you assimilate or volunteer? How do people get involved in the organization? Yes, absolutely. So we started out with just a handful of parents that we had learned early on when our son was diagnosed. And we have grown. But yes, we do have a board of directors. And we are in the process of handing over our organization to Scott and I's daughter, Mackenzie, who is going into special ed, and she is looking to take over the organization within the next year or two. So that's some exciting changes on the horizon. Sure. Well, at this point in time, if people want to get involved, uh, want to contact you, have some questions, maybe uh, need some hope because you bring such energy to this whole issue, uh, how do they get a hold of you and how does that work? 
Sure, that's a great question. So we are in the process of revamping our website. So we do not have a live and running website right now. We are up on Facebook, and you can just search us by uh, No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. We also have um, an email address that anybody can reach out to us um, requesting more information or to um, ask to be a volunteer. Our email address is no more sidelines at Casair, C-A-S. A-I-R dot N-E-T. No more sidelines at Casair.net. Very good. You know, I have to believe, Jennifer, in your world and out there within our listening audience, there's got to be a young mom or a young dad that's sitting there going, you know what, I think I'm in the same situation you were all those years ago. And I really think that the thing that I'm so excited about is that somebody like you decided that, uh, yep, that happened. That's an event. But as with everything, it's never about what happens to us. It's how we react to it. And the energy and the power that you brought to this entire endeavor, man, it's changing lives. It's giving people hope and it's doing things that are remarkable. And I just want, on behalf of all the children out there that probably can't say thank you to you, uh, let me say thank you publicly to for all you're doing. Thank you, Jennifer. You're special. Thank you. Well, and we're so glad that uh, you and Scott are a part of uh, that organization, No More Sidelines of Central Michigan. There's lots of ways for people to be involved, lots of ways to change the world. And it's so exciting to me every time on the Leadership Lowdown, we talk to somebody that's doing just that. So again, thank you to Jennifer Keneshek and Scott Keneshek for their work and changing people's lives and doing the right thing in so many powerful ways. And thanks for tuning in. That's the right thing to do to listen to the Leadership Lowdown. Thanks for your time here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vergero. Can't wait to talk to you next time. 